I'll tell you right now, the theoretical Jeff 2, colon, <laughs> cruise control. What? What's Jeff 2? Makes it to 12 months, he's a year old, what? and he's rocking and rolling. Are you calling your baby Jeff 2? <laughs> Jeff control? 2, cruise control. But baby boy! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Straight Red, live from the Straight Red Plex. By live, I mean pre-recorded. I am your host, Jeff Ross, and with me, as always, the only man to say vacuums are not real, Alex S. Kibler. <laughs> Alex, I've never understood your stance. I haven't. Do you mean that there can never be a vacuum, as in an absence of air? Or are you talking about vacuums, the actual device, in that they do not exist? At what point in the middle of that joke did you realize that it wasn't funny and decided that you had to add more to it? It was hilarious the whole way through. <laughs> the whole no, way I'm, through. I'm highly invested in the broom industry. <laughs> so this I'm, guy. I'm trying to make money off this of you know, people... Not buying vacuums? That's what it is. How does that work? How do you make money off of people not buying an item? Ostensibly, they might buy a broom instead. That's my idea. They're going to live on the street. An alarming number of people that I know have Roombas. I've got a follow-up question now. Okay, go ahead. At what point in your vision of things yeah. does a number approach alarming? Well, what's, the, what's the number? What's, I always so if viewed, it's two, is two's not alarming. No, I know about 10 or 15 people who have Roombas. All right, so is it double digits? Yeah, it Once is. Once it hits double digits, it's alarming? And I'm like, you know, that's cool and all, I guess. But like, I can't believe that people, because their things are expensive. Roombas are like $400. Are they? Okay, I'll tell you right now. But I'll they're tell not, you right they're now. not cheap. If a robot wants to clean my house, more power to it. I agree with you. <laughs> robot wants to do it, robot can do it. I'm not going to stop it. Fair enough. Hey, I, listen. Not gonna stop. I, it. it makes sense to me. You don't have to convince me twice. Well, That's it sounded like I had to. Yeah, probably. Because you were talking about alarming things. Yeah. He's alarmed. I, I would have a robot clean anything in my house. You I know what happened care. to me today? No, but I imagine you're about to tell me. I don't think I actually told you. Well, I, I was running you're gonna tell for me. the president oh, no. of the Queen's chapter of the Third Rail. You know what happened today? <laughs> oh, no. I got annihilated in the election. <laughs> How annihilated did you get? Uh, I got 20% of the vote. Wait, 20%? Yeah. That's one out of every five votes. Yeah, they voted for me. That's not that bad. I think that was like the five dudes I bought drinks for at the bar. Oh, wait. Yeah. How many voters were there? Uh, about 40. Oh, that's not too good. No, but I got... What does that mean? Hang on. I got eight votes. That's good. And so everybody else voted for the other guy? Yeah. But I'm a, I'm a good friend of the other guy. His name is Caleb. He's great. He's going to do a tremendous job. Uh, but, yeah, I am defeated. Defeated. Uh, since we're talking about elections, back in the day when I yeah. was in high school, I yeah. ran for uh, class president. Guys, this my, is a soccer podcast, I promise. No, we'll get there eventually. My <laughs> sophomore, junior, and senior year. Yeah. And my sophomore year, ran, had a stellar campaign. I won with like 80% of the vote. And then for the years following, no one would run against me. Well, because you were this juggernaut. I dominated those elections. Yeah, man. And now people ask me if we're going to have a 15-year reunion. It wasn't worth it, folks. Decisions you make at age 17 should not hang over your head for the rest of your life. <laughs> it's very true. You just shouldn't. They're looking to you for guidance. Guidance and safety. Looking- 95%. What? That's what one of our Periscope viewers said. He had a 95% landslide in his presidential election. 
Well, I had effectively a hundred percent landslide in my remaining elections because I ran unopposed. Even though I was running unopposed, people still bothered to vote for me. Hey, that's nice. I had one of the. I had the I highest. I had twenty percent. I had the highest voter turnout of any of the positions that were elected for. Even though I didn't have anyone running against me. Folks, talk soccer. Thank you. Let's no, talk about soccer now. No, we don't have to. We don't have to, <laughs> folks. This was a wild MLS weekend. Wild and crazy. Wild Did you know that I think I think it's thirty nine. There were thirty nine goals scored in MLS on Saturday. Thirty nine goals. I did know that, but I appreciate you telling me. That's an outrageous statistic, and I was saying this. To somebody at work the other day of all the years somebody who knows of all the years to broaden those horizons in terms of international tv deals Mm -hmm. right now you have uh, people in europe who are turning into our league Mm -hmm. who don't have any other football to watch and they're watching a blast it is a blast man watching this league right now I'll say this. This is a great year from a publicity and marketing standpoint yes, for Major League Soccer. Very You've much got so. the names and very exciting games are happening. But I don't know if you saw this one, Gingers. DC United RSL at RFK. Hang on. Let me read this. DC United <coughs> 6. Whoa. Real Salt Lake 4. Ten United, goals. 6. 10 goals and there in this game. There could have been 15 or 16. There, this game there, was wild. There quite literally were several missed good wild. chances. It was outrageous. If you're a visitor, yeah, you go into some other team's stadium, you score four goals. I tell you, you're going to. Like, I'm, Not I'm, only I'm, that, I'm, but you score two to open up with. You score the first two goals. I'm going to come back to you. I'm going to come back from the future and tell your team. You're going to go to this stadium. You're going to score four goals. You would be amped because to you, that's a win. That's a definitive 100%. win. 100%. You lose that game, though. That's the catch. Six By two goals. By two goals. You weren't even in. I know. You weren't even by in the it. end of Well, they had two equalizers. They equalized to make oh. it 3-3, and they equalized to make it 4-4. Oh. And then DC just ran away with it. DC ran away And I tell you what, you you it wasn't just stupid goals, like defensive gaffes or anything. You had These three legitimately He's close sorry. for goal of the week. Oh, there were some good that, goals in this that game. That Kyle Beckerman goal. Ooh. That's the most Kyle Beckerman goal that you could possibly have. That yes, sort of layoff, the goal literally had dreads on it. The, the, you had that layoff at the top of the box and then just stung into the bottom left corner from 20, 25 yards. Just beautiful goal. But oh, then beauty. Taylor Kemp was like, nah, man. I'm going to show you how it's done. Off the volley, side-footed into the upper 90. Outrageous goal. And then Nick DeLeona ended off. Just decides, you know, I'll shoot from here. 30 yards, 45-degree angle, whatever. The entire season, D.C. has quietly been great. They have. And if I'm a D.C. fan, I'm getting a little frustrated at this point right? that people aren't singing my praises. We're going to talk about L.A. in a little bit because L.A. draws a lot of attention and people are talking about teams like L.A. Of course, you're going to talk about New York and talk about Orlando. They're new and they're making interesting moves. Right. But D.C. is good. Yes, very much so. They're very good. And I tell you what, if you got, if you were to get the performance out of uh, Espinosa that you got out of him in this game, um, I mean, you are talking about... An absolute, I said Espinosa, Fabian Espindola. I'm sorry. If you were to get different people, it is. If you were to Roger get Roger Espinosa plays for Sporting Kansas, he does. City. Thank you. I meant to say Fabian Espindola. If you get this type of performance out of the frankly notoriously, um, notoriously inconsistent Fabian Espindola, if you get this type of performance out of him every week, you run away with the East, and it's not oh, close. Yeah, it's not close. The man was on fire. Absolutely ridiculous. If I am in like the Bara Brava or something like that, like if I if I'm a DC United fan, 
this is a great season. Mm-hmm. Things are looking good. Everything seems to be clicking on, uh, at the right time. We've passed the All-Star break. We're still looking strong. This is a playoff team. Did you I see know the- mathematically they're not yet, but they're a playoff team. Uh, I saw some more renderings of their stadium. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, they changed designers, I think. Yeah, I think they have a new architectural firm or yeah, something. Yeah, like it that. looks way more boring now. But yeah, still. Like the, the other one was a bit more exciting of a look. Or maybe it's just a better rendering. I don't know. We'll see. Something we'll see how that happened, goes. Ginger. Something happened. Other scores from this weekend. Are you ready for this score? This well, is. What, what a weekend. Are you ready for this? Orlando 5. Wow. Columbus Crew. Hashtag new crew. Hashtag new crew. Dose. Wow. Credit to Orlando City. They wanted to win. At they no point at no point was this game, game close. Oh no. No, no, no. As you know, Gingers, I've been Although, writing the hashtag. Credit new for crew. Wrong, Columbus scored the first goal though, right? I think that that was their only impressive move. And and let me say this. That type of goal is what I meant last week when I said that you don't see a lot of beautiful passing team goals out of uh, out of um, Columbus. What you saw was Miram. Dribbled through the middle of the defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No one bothered to stop him. He passed to Higuain, who was wide open, wide and they tapped open. it home. That's that's a Colorado goal. The, if you can stop the individual uh, successes that you get out of players like Kamara and Higuain and Miram, mm-hmm. you stop Columbus. They're not going to pass you to death. You know what I mean? So, But that being said, let's or, talk about Kyle Lahren for a second. Kyle Lahren's having one hell of a season. Why couldn't Rookie. he be born in America? Oh, I wish he was an American. Ugh. I know he didn't play well for Canada in the Gold Cup. Yeah. But Canada, you've got something special there. You've got something really special with Kyle Lahren. 11 goals on the season matches the most scored by a rookie in MLS. We've months left yeah. of the season. It's he only ex- needs to score one more goal to own the record. It's an exciting year exciting if you're time. Orlando right about exciting now. Time. Scored a brace in this. Scored a, a hat trick against New York in a loss, but he still scored it. Kyle Aaron looks good. Yeah. He looks very, very good. This is clearly the setup he needs. Clearly the kind of uh, hold-up play that he needs. He looks very good. The Orlando fans, I've said this all season now, have, are showing up in force for this team. And I know we're going to talk about the game in more specifics, but this is also a period of time when we finally saw the new renderings of the expanded yes, we are stadium that, yeah. for Orlando saying That's a beautiful but ground. But for me, that's a beautiful ground. It is, yes. But let me tell you about this game. For me, clearly the MVP, the broadcasting booth. If you watch this game on television or the highlights, let me just go through some of the quotes. Here we go. Broadcasting. Here we go, Ginger. Strap in. Darwin Saren had that goal, and literally he hits it, and the guy goes, He hit that at 1.21 gigawatts. Real. This is this really happened. No coverage. And and I quote, it's a goal. Aurelian Colin, great googly moogly. Oh. <laughs> oh. Good team. Uh, where's the Pulitzer Prize for those men? That's what oh, I want to oh, know. Man. They got looked, they got passed over once again. <laughs> Still waiting for the phone call. Still waiting for the Still phone call. Waiting. That 25,000 seat stadium. Yeah. Looks very nice. It very much does. Very nice. It's and very I- similar to the previous renderings. They just sort of closed off the end there. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, Which, that has a very English feel to me, that, that it, ground. Well, it does it's very like intimate. It's very square. It is very square. Um, you're going to have a really great ground to watch football at at that and stadium. If you've never been to Orlando, Gingers, just to give you a sense of the geography of where 
the stadium is. It's about, what, three blocks from downtown? You walk there from oh, downtown Oh, very easily, Orlando. yes. And basically you would, if you're walking from downtown towards where this stadium would be, you're going to pass, uh, I believe it's the Amway Center, whatever it's called, where the Orlando Magic play. You do? You're going to pass that. You would hit... Orlando City's stadium. Then right after that is uh, uh, the Citrus Bowl. They're yeah. all right next to each other. Yeah. They're all right there. It's all walkable. And I, and I don't know if this is their plan or not, but I wouldn't be surprised if Orlando doesn't move similar to what San Jose has done for quite some time, and I've said this many a time, where you're going to do the big games where you really think you're going to sell like 40,000, 50,000 seats. At you're going to do those at Citrus Bowl and everything else. But like 25K... This is a team that I fully expect to sell out that stadium every match. But here's the thing. Does that mean that for consistency's sake, you're going to have turf at their new stadium? My understanding from just reading, obviously I didn't watch it live, but from reading the press conference about the stadium and looking at the renderings and all that stuff, that it's going to be grass field. See? There's going to be a grass field. I approve of that. And if that's going to happen, I get where you're coming from. You don't want to go back and forth between artificial turf and exactly. And, and if turf. you're going to have to use the citrus bowl, you're going to want them to lay a surface for you, 100. percent They're not going to. They're not going to because of how many different they play football there, uh, and and tons of teams play in the citrus bowl. Yeah, but it doesn't have like a home. No, they don't. Have, there isn't like a home team. Like a professional, but, but it has to have versatility. So I get, and it's owned by the city. Correct yeah, me if I'm wrong, gingers, but I believe this is a municipal owned. Stadium. Sure. So they're probably going to move towards versatility. But my understanding of the Orlando City Stadium, which almost certainly is going to be a sponsor-named stadium. Oh, of course. You'd be a fool not to get this. Some local Orlando company will certainly, or a Floridian company, doesn't necessarily have to be Orlando, uh, will, will buy the rights to that. Um, they're going to they're gonna name it something else. It's going to have a different name. And I'm going to talk about Miami, and I'm going to talk about Atlanta later in the pod, but we have to move on. We do. Uh, New York City, two. Montreal Impact, three. In the worst... Um, in the worst uniform combination match of the yeah. weekend. Yeah, so... Uh, Let's go with white and light blue for both teams. Listen... <laughs> So, someone, someone has to cave, and I'll tell you who does. It's New York. They needed to wear their away But blacks. correct me if I'm wrong, though, here. Doesn't Montreal have black and blue vertical striped tops and black shorts? Is that not a uniform that they have? That, that is, but I'll tell you How why. is that better than this? It was probably hot. Worse, I mean. It was probably hot. So and they you wore wanted white. to wear black? Yeah. That's what they want you to do. Now, apparently the league actually decides this kind of thing. I, um, I, I was not decided by the team. It but. looked weird. But I'll, I'll tell you this. Good for Montreal. I know Drogba is on this team, but he's not playing right now. And, if Drogba, and, he, and he won't be for several weeks. And if Drogba were against the, our backline performance that we had in that match, it would have been a lot worse. A lot worse. The <laughs> fact that it's 3-2, Gingers, does not reflect how poorly New York City played. Right. I, I don't want to take away from Maduro or Piotti, but both of those first two goals were dreadful on the half on the behalf of, of NYCFC. Oh, it's yeah. not like they got passed to death. Oh, yeah. Just terrible individual defensive performances oh, yeah. by both. But good on Montreal. You yeah. hadn't beaten New York in the previous two games. Got a win and at a time when you needed a win. So New York City is still on the outside looking in. We are. And they've got a tough run of play here. They got to play the Red Bulls at Red Bull Arena. Mm-hmm. That's this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have to play LA soon. Yes, very soon. I think that's the 23rd. They've got some real opponents coming up that like, they're going to have a tough time here. The they're positives really that time. I can take from this. Firstly, 
a little guy named Frank Lampard finally made his debut. He did. He did. Frank, super Frank. Didn't look particularly great. Nope, but he showed up. Made his debut. He it's, show up. it's good that he's Pirlo on the team. made a better debut. And you can't, you can't say that the team isn't better without him. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's they're better, clearly but I wasn't better blown with away. him. I they're wasn't they're blown clearly away. better with him. But I also think that you saw an NYCFC team. Clearly, this is not the best 11 that they had to put forward. Mix didn't start. Poku didn't start. I think both of those players are going to be on the field starting the game in the same formation now, replacing, uh, excuse me, Kaye and. Uh, um, um, Ned Grabavoy, respectively. Oh, yeah, I would say um, uh, Kaye, I, I actually like. Um, where's Shelton? Still hurt. What is wrong with him? He has a, I think it's a hamstring injury. He's been out for a while. I can while. text him if you want me to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you like that? You like that? Here yeah. it is. Here it is. Um, I, I think, I think once this team has its best level on the field and they start to understand each other, I still think we have a chance to make the playoffs. There is a chance, and I said it in the preseason. Not if Orlando's I'm, playing like this. Oh, no, here's what's really going to happen. Orlando's gonna actually going to climb the Eastern Conference mm. rankings. So you, you don't have to worry about Orlando that much. You have to worry about Montreal. Like You have to worry about teams like that. Yeah, Those are teams you're going to have to worry about. But who's on the outside looking in then? Like That's my question. If you're talking about you, – you're, if you're saying that you're going to have um, – uh, Orlando City in the playoffs. Are you saying that one of the following Columbus Crew, New England Revolution, Toronto FC are going to be out? So Toronto's going to make it. Toronto's going to make it. Uh, hashtag New Crew has been super inconsistent. And the New England Revolution, uh, well, actually, they'll probably make it. So DC's gonna, going in. And you know I already have the Red Bulls going in. All right? I've got the Red Bulls going Something in. Something to keep in mind, though, too, but is that the- New England's already played 24 games. Right, they they've, they've um, had more games in hand than almost anyone. Meaning, DC's most of the people 24. behind them have games I'm sorry, in hand. Off, I said that backwards, and and can make a lot of ground up. So I mean, like New England has they started off, you know, playing like gangbusters, but coming lately, it hasn't been that great. I'll say this for the for the back half of the season, what the difference maker is. What does your bench look like? Yeah. Columbus doesn't have anybody other than their starters. Yeah. So I don't know how long they can hold on. The Red Bulls will make it. They do have players. DC is all... They have 41 points. DC is going to be fine. Um, New England, I still don't know. Like, Jermaine Jones finally coming back to health, which was the difference maker last year as well. So they could they could still get in there. I actually don't think Montreal is going to hold on in spite of uh, Drogba being on the, on the field. I, I, I do, they don't have enough front to back. I, I don't think they're going to make him. Um, the Chicago Fire aren't going to get it together. I don't believe it. Uh, Philadelphia Union, uh, I don't think it's possible at this point. I, I just don't. I know Philly and Chicago are out, in, in my opinion. So it comes down to... I'm actually going to take the crew in Montreal out. Of the following six teams, Montreal, Columbus, New England, Toronto, Orlando, and New York City, two of them aren't going to make the playoffs. I'm going to say the crew and Montreal Impact aren't going to make it. Orlando is going to make it. All right, Orlando. They're only out on like goal difference right now. Yeah, they're not really Although, out of contention. Here's the statistic that we'll leave this conversation with: of the six teams currently in line to make a run, at the, uh, currently in playoff positions, four of them have a negative goal differential. That's the Eastern Conference that we live in and love. Yep, but I'll tell you right now, I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if a team with a negative goal differential in the Eastern Conference could still make the playoffs. Oh, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised that if a team in the negative goal differential could win the conference. Yeah. I, I legitimately think that that, that, that could happen. Could, that, that could yeah. happen. Moving on to the men's national team, or at least hey! prospects. Everyone's favorite. Wait, where is he from? He's from Iceland. Icelandic guy. 
Icelandic guy. If everyone's favorite Icelandic guy, Aaron Alex, Johansson, Alex has signed with Werder Bremen, yeah? Werder Bremen. How do you feel about this move? I think it's a solid move. We were saying before the show, in the pre-show, that's what pre means, um, that this is a good... I understand why a team like Werder Bremen would sign him, and I also understand Absolutely. why a team in MLS would not sign him. If you're an MLS squad, and there were some rumors... There were some rumors. A... He hasn't demonstrated really what he can do against CONCACAF talent. He just Which hasn't. is what you need to see to truly be an MLS 100%. player. Uh, B, you have a guy who probably, because of that, is asking an MLS team to pay too much. The teams that want to spend a lot of money are going to drop money on better players than you, Aaron Johansson. No offense. Yeah, probably. Um, but then you're also pricing yourself out of the DCs and Philadelphia's and RSLs of the world by your wage demands. So it's, yeah. it's kind of like you're in the middle there where there's not a lot of teams in this league who are going to pay a lot of attention to you. Very true. But for, for those of you genders who don't follow the Bundesliga, and I totally understand why, it's very difficult to watch, although that's changed now. Fox Sports is going to show the Bundesliga this uh, Fox season. Fox Sports 2, right? Fox Sports do 2. Do I get that channel? I don't yeah, know. I don't know if you do. Uh, some of those matches will be on Fox Sports 1, despite that what that initial announcement sounded like. But the vast majority are going to be Fox Sports 2. That doesn't matter. If you don't follow the Bundesliga, last season, Werder Bremen, 10th place. This is a mid-table team. Yeah. yeah. Mid-table team. So the downside is, it's like what, what are the odds of you getting European play? Right. You know, it's going to be tough. It is. It's going to be tough. Very much so. But... That means you're probably going to get minutes. Yeah. They need you. In a physical league. In a physical and, and league, which we need. And I go through this anytime the U.S. men's national team plays our CONCACAF opponents in our region. This is physical play. Yes. It's physical play. He scored I'm not for fun you don't need for Azed. True. And, and what you're seeing now is that he's going to go try to apply his trade at, in a league that's much more difficult to score in. You have a lot of big, physical center backs in, in the Bundesliga. Yeah, the Eredivisie, is that how it's pronounced? Yes, I believe so. Okay. They're not known for their defensive prowess. No, certainly not. They're not. Certainly they, they don't not. sign for that. Like they, 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 that's not what they're known for. Um, so it's a bit easier to score there. It's it's an attacker's league. Yeah, it very much it, is. It really is. I don't think we'll see him put up numbers like he put up in the Netherlands. No, but I, I think you'll see him play well. I think we will he's see talented him kid. Well. Talented it kid. Talented kid the question. He's in the right place. 2018. Mm-hmm. You have Deuce, you have Josie Altidore, and you have Aaron Johansson. Which two start? In 2018? Yep. He might be starting Jossie Zardes in 2018. Zardes, Johansson? But, uh, Johansson has a shot. We'll see. Uh, this is why Bobby Wood? Bobby Wood I like for very He's strange reasons. He finally got his deal done, by the way. Oh, Bobby really? Wood, Bobby Wood's also playing in Germany, and he finally got something signed. Excellent. Um, Johansson has a shot, but... We're really going to find out this season. So I'm glad that we can actually watch Bundesliga games yeah, now. Because I need, I need to see w- what he looks like. You know, what does he really look like in an actual game? Mm-hmm. Although I, I don't think I get Fox Sports 2 either. <laughs> we'll find out. We're, we're, we'll figure it out. I'm surprised they didn't invent a rule that he could go to the LA Galaxy. Isn't that a thing that they do? They do that from time to time. The LA Galaxy somehow, season after season after season, have a roster that is in Insane. They, they've got Keen on this team. Yep. Who could dr- probably play until he's 60 the way that he plays. The way that he plays, I don't understand. Because the man looks old. Like, he's got an old man's face. He very much does. Right? Yes. He has more wrinkles than a prune. It's ridiculous. <laughs> but he, he, 
he plays extremely well for LA. We got Robbie Keane. You've got Steven Gerrard now, who's in there. You got Gio Dos Santos. Two uh, Saints. Two Saints. Some people understand how big that is. Some of y'all still don't get it. That's this a big is huge. deal. This is a big deal. You should have seen the response that he had in LAX when he arrived. Like this guy, he's putting people in the seats. He's selling jerseys, and more importantly, he's going to play on the field. He's a young man. He's what twenty five, twenty six. Mm-hmm. This is a good time to have. You got Dos Santos. Got Juninho still on this team. Yeah. Omar Gonzalez is there. Zardes is there. On the bench, you've got Alan Gordon. You got Bradford Jamison the fourth, who I'm telling you, you need to get on the bandwagon now. They have uh, they have legit. Who, West Ham, it was just wrong. He's good. Yeah, yeah. They are just wrong. Yeah. I don't know why they let him go. He can play. What's amazing about L.A. is that they they combine the ability to have Garber allow them to have any internationally famous player that they want with the ability to grow their own talent. It's an amazing... Con- conflux of talent that they have there. They can bring the big names. They understand how those names fit into their system. And then they have like, Jameson and Zardes coming up. It's very just true. ridiculous. Very true. It's unfair. What they're very good at, first of all, their academy is one of the best, if not the best, in, in, in MLS. But they're very good at figuring out not just who the big name is, but a big name who can play here. Exactly. Exactly. They know how skill sets fit into this league. Like, that's always my question about Drogba up at uh, Montreal. Mm-hmm. Like, can he play on this team? Mm-hmm. We'll see. It'll be a couple of weeks, but we will see. A surprising change for L.A., though. Jaime Pinedo. Yeah. San Pinedo. Yeah, yes. Played for Panama in the Gold Cup. Had a good Gold Cup. Left the L.A. Galaxy. He did. Uh, our first piece of ginger meal uh, comes from our good friend Nikki Grayson. Uh, he Part of his diatribe, he writes, Speaking of replacements, my Galaxy got a new goalkeeper today because apparently Pineda wasn't happy with the Galaxy, and we let him go. So who did mastermind Bruce Arena decide to pick up? Donovan, my bones are made of glass and paper mache rickets. Oh my god. We unloaded him to the impact for Garber Bucks because he was broken. The impact somehow got the Timbers to give the non-broken goalkeeper in exchange for rickets. And two years later... The Timbers got Orlando City to take him first in the expansion draft. The man's body is made of feta cheese. So is he soft or? I think <laughs> what that's are, what he's driving at. Is he saying he's soft or he's saying he's brittle? And he says, let's start rowing ahead of him. I will be writing strongly worded letter to Bruce Arena himself if we don't. Here's a list of keepers we could have gotten instead. McMath, Atnella, Knighton, Seitz. What the hell is Seitz doing? Nothing. He gets up every morning in Dallas, drives his Camry to Toyota Park Field Stadium grass rectangle, showers with the guys, puts his kid on, and sits for 90 minutes. We must not have any money left from signing every big name under the sun. And then he freaks out about Gio. Uh, I'm sure he does. <laughs> uh, thank I will, you, I will thank you for that. that I will give him, give him this. McMath should have been signed. McMath can play. Um, Donovan Ricketts was great for the LA Galaxy about five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> He did pretty well then. Uh, And then they shipped him out, and he got replaced by Josh Saunders, who also played very well for the LA Galaxy, uh, and then went to RSL and now New York City FC. Mm -hmm. Losing Pinedo was a contract issue. And this comes back to just how MLS is set up. I I do feel a lot of how they do their contracts will change very soon. Yes. 
But the way the contract situation works, the way the salary cap works, what teams end up spending their money on is attacking players. They don't really spend their money on defensive players, uh, except for Omar Gonzalez, who costs a fortune, but, but no one else. And when you have a really good goalkeeper, this is true of uh, Michael Gisperning, who played for Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, he deserved more. He was getting paid a lot, first of all, and he probably deserved more than that. But that wasn't possible. Right. It just was not possible. And you couldn't justify that much of your salary cap being eaten up by a goalkeeper. Right. So with Jaime Pinedo, who absolutely played well enough to get a raise, I I don't think he's in the wrong about that, about how he felt he was not getting paid what he should be getting paid. Does he not understand how MLS rosters work? Like I'm I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But when when you're not an American player... I think it's easier for you to go to another country of and course. play there. Of course. I think it's easier for a, and I don't know where Jaime Pinedo is ultimately going to go, but someone else probably waves some more cash. Yeah. LA couldn't or wouldn't pay anything like it, and he's uh he's on his way. Yeah. You know, he's on his way. If LA could have made a change, but they they burned all of their New Garber Bucks mm-hmm. that they got to get Gio Dos Santos and pay down Omar Gonzalez. They burned all of that, so that's gone, which they could have used to pay Jaime Pinedo. That's all gone. So you're stuck with this, the regular salary cap, and it's going to be tough to justify. And keep in mind, Bruce Arena on this team is also the general manager of this team. Mm-hmm. So it'll be tough to justify paying that salary when you have these. You need a full team. You need these other guys. Yeah. They're not going to take a pay cut for the sake of the goalkeeper. That's not going to happen. But the Donovan Ricketts signing is very fascinating. This is my safe way of putting it. Yeah. Because he's an old man. He's he an, old an old man. man. Uh, he did a lot of great things for the LA Galaxy. He's played one game for them now. Mm-hmm. Looked okay. But even Orlando said, like, oh, Tally Hall's healthy again? Great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Let's play Tally Problem Hall. Problem solved. We're all set here. And let's keep this in mind, lest we forget, Donovan Ricketts is still one of the highest-paid goalkeepers in the league. So they didn't save that much money by getting Donovan Ricketts. If you get Zach McMath, who's still a young man, and has, has a chip on his shoulder and something to prove, right. that may have been a better move. But I think they Maybe he just something. wants to play somewhere that whose stadium is in uh, FIFA 16. <laughs> well, it's not. Stop Up Center is not in FIFA no, 16. No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, oh. no, Pinedo. Oh, Pinedo. Yeah. yeah. You can play, play for Everton or something. You know what stadium is in FIFA 16? Here we go! There's people that think they've created soccer. So, <laughs> if you happen to be a nerd like yours truly, yep. and you own an Xbox One, and my gamer tag is Jeff is Famous, just like my Twitter handle. We'll so get to I'm that. very easy to find. Uh, you know that FIFA 16 is about to come out. All right? And there was an announcement... That there is now a second MLS stadium. For those of you who don't keep track, BC Place has been in the, the game for a couple couple of rounds now. Homers. Well, because it's the game is actually developed in Vancouver, so they went with their yeah. home team. Fine. They added a second stadium. And the stadium was Century Link Field. Mm-hmm. And that is exciting that there's an additional MLS stadium. And it's a great, great, great stadium. Mm-hmm. Great stadium for soccer. My complaint <laughs> is that. It's not that impressive from a technical standpoint. Because no. you just call up the Madden development team. Yeah, exactly. It's like, just send us the 3D model, and we'll, we'll slap a, a soccer field on it. You get a sense that, like, it's the some, same thing. somebody who the same works thing. for the team who makes FIFA bought a beer for somebody who makes Madden, and they're like, hey, 
You owe me one. Email that file over real quick. Email me this file (laughs) of CenturyLink Field, and I'll just put a soccer field in it. And then I'll say, like, we're heroes. If you start hearing Al Michaels in the background, then you'll know. Oh, then you'll know. Something's a little bit fishy about that. Speaking of stadiums, though. What? Boston. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So if you are a ginger who's followed the league for some time, you'll know that, hey, the New England Revolution need to play somewhere else. Gillette Stadium seats, what, 65,000, something like that. Mm-hmm. So even when they're doing well, 20K plus, in terms of the people showing up, it looks empty. Because yeah. it is. It is. It seats 65,000 people. And it's not ideal for soccer. It's not ideal. Uh, I lived in Boston for four years. Foxborough is not easy to get to from Boston. You need a car. You can't take a train there. Uh, the traffic's terrible. The roads are not good. There's, uh, there's a whole situation just to like get out there and see a game. They've been talking since, what, 2006, maybe 2007? Oh, They've been talking forever. That they're going to get a soccer-specific stadium. It's going to be in the Boston area or those neighboring towns, you know, Cambridge, Revere, those towns that are right next to Boston, where they're going to do this stadium, and it's going to be great, and everyone's going to love it, and so on and so forth. They've been talking about this for years, and it never happens. And frankly, true Revs fans are just tired of it all. Mm-hmm. It's tired of it all, and they would rather... Someone else owns the team. Right. They, they just don't think the Kraft family knows what the heck they're doing. But there have been all sorts of secret meetings happening between the Kraft family and the city of Boston for a plot of land that is currently, I believe, the MBTA there is like using it to store trucks. Like they're, they're not doing much with it, but they do need it. Um, this piece of land that's in Boston, it's on the T, which is very important. You yes. have public transportation. And there seems to be some degree of progress. So, so for those of you who follow news in general and not just soccer, Boston was chosen as the United States' um, candidate for the 2024 Summer Olympic Games. And the people of Boston hated that idea, Yeah, protested it for ages, and ultimately the mayor of Boston said, hey, we can't do this. We just we don't have the support. People aren't going to pay for it, so on and so forth. We're not going to do it. This is significant because one of the locations where some of the Olympic facilities were going to be built was that location that has been rumored for the Revolution Stadium. So now there's no competition for this space. All right? And we're hearing now that there's, I believe it's Goldman Sachs is now involved to put together a financing plan. And all of this doesn't actually come from the team. That's not our source. I believe it was the Boston Globe who had to file a Freedom of Information Act to get any of this information about these closed-door meetings that are happening over and over again for months now to make something happen for a New England Revolution stadium. Now, I understand the hesitance from New England Revolution fans. This happens over and over again. They're not buying it. I get it. But... Let's just play the game where they're successful. Let's play that game where they actually get it approved and the stadium built. Alex S. Kibler, yeah. what does this mean for the New England Revolution? That they understand what, what the Chicago Fire that I ranted about last week does not. By the way, on Twitter, you got a lot of support for you owning the Chicago Fire. You, you could not have a bigger, uh, like, just... Ball right in your wheelhouse if you're the ownership of these two teams. You you have the easiest ball to hit that has ever been pitched to anyone ever. And all you have to do is swing, and they're not swinging. This, when Robert Kraft decided that he wanted to own an MLS team and put it in Gillette, it was clear that at the time 
MLS was a B product to everything. You could it was a C product. You, you could have had a rodeo in there every other <laughs> weekend, and they would have outdrawn MLS. I understand that. But now, you, if you're an owner in Boston, and you have a city full of 20 and 30-somethings. Oh, that, that is Boston. Who tune in to EPL every weekend. <laughs> every week. But they don't want to drive to Foxborough. What are you doing? What are you doing? Why have you not already built this stadium? You could build a 40,000-seat stadium off of the tee, and you would sell it out every week. I, I have no doubt about that. Was Maybe it? get rid of the logo. The logo's a little, <laughs> the logo needs the to be, logo's needs a little bad. Updated. Yeah, it's updated. not great, if I'm honest. They need to do the hashtag new crew and yeah, exactly. get, that, get that updated. But if you rebrand, right, and you advertise, and you build a, a world-class facility, you all of a sudden might be the best. You, you, I can't hardly think of a team that might, not, might have better support. I mean, they would rival Seattle. I legitimately believe that. The thing you have to keep about it, CenturyLeak Field, excuse me, is that it's right downtown. You can walk there. Yep, you can walk there. You can take the link. Yeah, that's, the name that's of what they call it. Their, yeah. their light rail, you can take that there. It's right there. There's a stadium stop. I've mm-hmm. taken that train. If the Revolution can pull this off, I'm going to have to agree with you, Alex Kibler. This would be a, a very well-supported team. Boston is just a college town. Yeah. But unlike most college towns that have one college, it has a million colleges. <laughs> and there's people from all over the world in that town, and they're all between the ages of 20 and 30. Yeah. But none of them have cars. They're not from Boston. Right. They're not going to drive out to Foxborough. It's not going to happen. They would go, just like they go to Red Sox games, Mm -hmm. which is, if you're unfamiliar, that's in the city. They would go to Revolution games. Mm -hmm. I I truly believe that they would go. Now, I don't know if you could do 40,000. I don't know if you could do that. But you do a 25 to 30. Here's what you do. Rebrand it. 25 to 30. Boston Revolution. New well, you stadium. Could once it's in Boston. New stadium. Thirty thousand easily attainable. So something that was frustrating to me during my time in Boston, Boston University, which, just like its name, is in Boston, mm-hmm. was redeveloping their own field and stadium. And I'm like, well, there, there's an opportunity. It's right on the Green Line. We could have partnered with a school, so we have multiple dates. I don't know. Your dog's licking my hand. I know. It's, <laughs> it's kind of weirding me out. We have. We, you'd have multiple dates taken care of at yeah. this facility. You yeah. could have partnered with Boston University. It would have fit with the whole, we're like Athens, we're like a modern Athens. We have just institutions of higher learning here. Yeah. We're doing the whole thing. That could have been done. They didn't do it. And I don't know why. Uh, so frustrating. It's right there on the tee. You didn't have to do anything. The land's there. They wanted to build a state. I'm ranting now. It would be big. It would be huge. I hope they can actually figure it out. Alex. Yeah. Soccer. Kibler. Yeah. We don't only have mail from Nikki. We got a second one. We got two pieces of ginger mail. Two pieces of ginger mail. Can you believe it? It is our lucky day. This is from Josh Carter. Who's Uh, a dad? Happy Congratulations again. We've already talked about this. I know. Uh, And he writes, gents. I'm easily impressed by people reproducing. Indeed. Gents, first, let me say, I'm humbled. That the crowd chose Lest We Forget as the show theme. Hopefully one day is the title track to a full-length Alex Kibler funk soul album. Oh, no. Second. Josh. Jeff, your Twitter stalking is creepy, but duly appreciated. I must say I've done the same with each of you. You're welcome. Finally, here's my suggestion for improving the All-Star game. First and foremost, it needs to be an actual break. So a player like Kaká does not have to play three games in seven days. Preach. It's no surprise yes. players were injured, sarcastic air quotes, for the game. Second, 
There need to be stakes, which is why I propose East versus West. Winner gets an extra playoff spot. Reduce the number of playoff teams to 11 when Atlanta and Minnesota enter the league, and this will mean 50% of the teams make the playoffs. Top five in each conference make the playoffs. If your conference wins the All-Star game, you get a sixth playoff spot. Teams five and six play one game to determine who moves into the second round. Admittedly, the setup offers no advantage to the fifth-place team in the winning conference, but it's their own fault. They should have finished higher. (laughs) I hope this email finds you in good spirits. Live long and soccer. Oh, he's on board with your catchphrase? I love it. Josh. Appreciate it. Jeff, your thoughts? Oh, no. So um, if you would have asked me like two or three seasons ago, so very recent, like, oh, should we go back to East versus West? I'm like, ah, not really. This is kind of more interesting playing the, you know, these European teams. But at this point, with the level of talent that is in the league, yeah. I feel that even our standard all-star team is not actually showcasing who the best players are. I would agree. It's just not there. So I would be fine with an East versus West right now. I would, too. The thing that I don't like, and I know Major League Baseball does this, is actually having the all-star game mean something. I agree with you. So no other leagues, in, in North America anyway... Uh, other than Major League Baseball, have the All-Star game actually matter. Like, it doesn't actually cause anything to change in the, in, in the season or anything. It's a celebration of, you had a really great season, let's have some fun out here. Usually the score is something ridiculous, because no one's playing real defense, because no one wants to get hurt, and it's just an entertaining thing to watch. It's fun. It's an exhibition match, really, in the middle of the season. And it answers one of those classic like childhood... Uh, theoretical questions like, well, what if this player and this player and this player were all on the same team? Yeah, well, now it's you can great, see it. isn't it? Yeah. Like, now you can see it and see if it would really happen and what would happen. And, of course, it's not a real game. Right. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with East versus West. I think that would be good. I'm not on board with there being stakes about it. I'm also on board with the concept of not playing three games in seven days. Oh, yeah. That, what that, I, that The scheduling is atrocious. What I would love to see would be like having lead games on Tuesday and Wednesday night, having like a midweek. Then you're off Saturday, Sunday, All-Star game Monday, and then a full weekend slate the next weekend. So, you, sort of, you sort of give them four or five days on either end to make it really a break. I agree that there should be, much like with Major League ball, Baseball. Major it, League Ball. I love Major that. League Ball. Ball is my favorite sport. <laughs> uh, there should be an all-star break. Uh, yes. The NBA does this. It's like there should legitimately be an all-star break where we're not playing league games. We're just doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm not big on midweek games, or for that matter, early week games, because they don't get watched. <laughs> like people, That's a fair point. And people don't go. People don't go. People will show up for weekend games. It's, it's it, If you watch an MLS game this middle of the week, unless it's like a Cascadia team, you're not going to see a lot of people there. Or in L.A. where they have an interesting problem because of their deal with uh, Cal State, what is it, Dominguez Hills? They are limited with how many people they can have there mm-hmm. during the week. So I would try to avoid those things. Of course, that's only during the school year. Anyway, I love East versus West. Not a fan of it being for stakes. Stick to having babies. Stick to having babies. What? Why Jeff, let's go that? around the league. Why did we both say that? You, I said it first. You're just copying uh, me. Just Wednesday night. That's tonight. Wait, that's happening now. Yeah, that's happening. No, it's happening an hour from now. In past land for yeah, you people. Like, what's the point of this? I know. We should have done this last week. Well, that's what I said last week. And Vancouver's you just, you just going to beat ran, Seattle again. You, so. just, you just ran right through it that's when a good I said point. this last week. Vancouver's going to beat Seattle again. Let's just say that. You agree or disagree? Vancouver 2, Seattle 1. 
Well, it doesn't matter because when people listen to this, it's already whatever. Uh, there's also going to be uh, another CCL match where LA is playing a team called Central FC, complete with th- high school logo. Oh, I love this logo. <laughs> the, they're the Fighting Sharks. Where are they from? I believe it's Trinidad and Tobago. That's amazing. So I I'm met the mayor it. of Port-au-Prince, Trinidad and Tobago. So when I hear Port-au-Prince, his business card is red. I, I think of Haiti. Wait, is that did I get that wrong? No, there's also a Port-au-Prince in. Trinidad and Tobago. Anyway, his they business card's have... red. It's hilarious. All right. Like, great. That was red. a cool story. So on Friday, I think we should go with that. Yeah. Portland Timbers Friday. at home against Chicago Fire. I'm taking the Timbers. I think you have to. Got to take the Timbers at home. Providence Park. I'm going to... 2-1. I'm going to give I'm gonna give Chicago some credit. I think if you start... If, if you get out of David Akam what you've gotten a few times, you might have a chance in this match. Some good games. Portland's going to win, though. I'm going to say 2-1. Portland's going to win. Ginger's... I know that Toronto FC and Sporting Kansas City are not like the most entertaining teams. Oh, I mean, you should care. They are. They do play very interesting. Two of the uh, best fan bases, though. Great fan bases. Toronto Sporting. That is going to be a great game. It is. All right. I'm actually going to take this as a high-scoring draw at three-three. Six goals. I'm going to say six goals. Toronto FC three, Sporting Kansas City one. Really? Yeah, I think Toronto's going to walk away with this one. I, I don't really think do. they are. Uh, and then Sunday, what a slate! L.A. Galaxy at home against Seattle Sounders. Strap in, Gingers. You got you, and you got to stay the whole. Do we even day. have to pick this? It's 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 a home game for the it's L.A. Game Galaxy. For LA. They win at home. LA Seattle, wins at home. Seattle needs to do something right now. L.A.'s going to win at home. Not only are they going to win. It's going to be like 4 0 or 4 1. I'm going to take 4 0. I'm going to say 2 0. I think LA Galaxy 2. LA versus Seattle. What a score. And then in the nightcap. The nightcap. This is a good one, Ginger's. New York Red Bulls. I think a riot's going to break out. At home to New York City FC. Are you going to this, Alex? I am. I'm sitting with the rail. Oh, bunch of nerds. (laughs) Bunch of nerds. Sucker nerds. Bunch of nerds. I've been typing up the drafts of the song sheet uh, all before, week. Before we, before we get into the score prediction on this, yeah. I just want to point out for, and why would you care if you don't live in the New York area, this game on StubHub to get like a ticket to this thing. Because you can't buy them anymore, by the way. No, it's totally sold out. The, the rail supporter section seat sold out in four hours. This game is entirely sold out. Yeah. You can't buy it on New York Red Bull site. There's no seats. If you go on the StubHub a week ago... These were seventy dollars tickets. Yeah. For frame of reference, any other New York Red Bulls game you can get for what, like nineteen? Yeah, and decent oh, if seats. That, you can usually get way cheaper than that. And decent like, seats. I don't you'd be go to in this. Uh, you'd be in the one hundred level. Yeah. for like prices like that, you're paying seventy dollars plus. Yeah, the cheapest is seventy five. And these are and that's a single ticket on the upper end line. It's literally in the corner. That's these the ticket. are crappy seats. This is big. Now, I know a lot of folks said, like, oh, the New York-New York rivalry. Oh, this isn't really going to be anything. It's manufactured, so on and so forth. Nah, people love to fight here. Exactly, yes. Love to fight. For any reason, they're both corporate teams. Mm -hmm. So anyone making the claim, like, (laughs) oh, we were built, not bought. Like, no, you're literally the Red Bulls. Both of you are corporate shills. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No one has any claim to be an authentic team. My brand play is better than their brand play. I don't know. I'm not going to get into all that. But I will. Say like these are both heavily branded teams, yep. and they'll still go nuts. Yep. I will say this: New York, New York is going to be a really good rivalry, but it's also one of those rivalries that if you're the Major League Soccer head office, you also have concerns about because this can get out of hand real fast. Yeah. What's your score prediction on this one, Jeff? I'm going to take a super unsatisfying two-two draw. 
Everyone leaves upset. If, if first of all, New York City actually has to win this game. They need points. We need points. Yes. Whereas New York Red Bulls don't actually have to win this specific game, but they would love to for bragging rights and that they swept City. Yeah. This is what I will say. And this is not a conditional pick, even though it's going to sound like it. 2-2, drop. If Pirlo two, and two. Lampard have been, had been playing together for the last two or three weeks, understanding well, each other and at full fitness, I would pick differently. But I'm going to say Red Bulls 2, New York City 1. You took a, a New York City loss. Yeah, I did. I, I think I don't think New York City can beat this team right now. I think if this game were a month from now, I think I think City could beat them because I think once Lampard gets to full fitness and he and Pirlo start to figure out how each other works, you get Poku up to ninety minute fitness, you get Mix back up to ninety minute fitness. I think I think if you have a fully fit New York City with their best eleven and a fully fit New York Red Bulls with their best eleven, I think New York City wins that match. But that's not what you have right now. You have to understand what you're playing right now. That's true, but they've got a, they've got a tough run. But they have to do right now. Home against DC at uh, Columbus at LA. Home against Columbus. That's a tough month of so August. In August, their best chances for three points are these games against Columbus, and those are not guaranteed. They're certainly not. They're playing at StubHub against LA. I I have to take LA in that game. You certainly do. That's a game that Ginger's Gio Dos Santos almost. Certainly, we'll be playing it. Yeah, Gerardo will be playing. Keen will be playing. Sardes will be playing. Gonzalez is playing. How do you beat that team? You don't at home. And on that depressing note, it's time to end. Ways that you can get in touch with us, Gingers, at Straight Red Pod on Twitter. That's the pod at Jeff is Famous on Twitter. That's Jeff. Hey, at Alex S Kibler on Twitter. That's me. You don't have to do that. What? Follow you. They don't have to do that. They should though. They don't have. The S stands for. Uh, supporters tickets that were limited by the league. There's you, only a few. You know when I should write these you down. Need to write this down. Uh, Straight Red Podcast on Instagram. Straight Red at iCloud.com. Updated. Straight no, red since podcast? not since Orlando. And Straight Red at iCloud.com. If you want to email us, Jeff, it is now time for everyone's favorite segment. Except those of you who care about soccer. Uh, quiet okay. time with Jeff. Jeff, what what do you have for the the lonely um, gingers gingers out there? They're lonely. Gingers, when a friend of yours says, hey, can you buy some beer if that's not a problem? And you say, sure. Yeah. <laughs> and you go to the store. Yeah. And there's a bunch of different types of beer. Try this this time. Buy the beer that you drank the last time. Smart. You were at that person's place. Sometimes the safe probably, play is the right play. It's probably okay. <laughs> go forth at soccer, Gingers. Doesn't even matter. Uh, Boy or girl. Jeff 2. <laughs> Jeff 2, Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Jeff 2, uh, wait, well, Jeff 2, uh, Attack of the Clones. There you go, yeah. Judgment it Day. Works. Jeff 2, Judgment Jeff, Day. Jeff 2, Judgment Day. Yeah. 